start your weekend. Saturday Breakfast with Matt Webb. Cambridge 105 Radio. Quarter to ten now and I'm pleased to say that joining me on the line it is Paul Lavers, former presenter of Anglia TV and of course uh, Ideal World as well. Good morning to you Paul, how are you? Good morning Matt, many apologies. I'm late listeners, I know Matt will probably deny it but I'm late, I overslept. I'm terribly sorry. That's quite all right, Paul. I'll, I'll let you off. I know you're a very, very busy man. Lots of things going on with your life. <laughs> I had a great show where, where I'm in a great show at the moment called Murder Trial Tonight. And we had a fantastic audience last night and they they wouldn't, they seriously wouldn't let us go. They were amazing. So, of course, a couple of weeks ago, we got the news that uh, Ideal World, the uh, now former Cambridgeshire-based yes. TV shopping channel, went into administration with around 275 people working for Ideal World's head office in Peterborough possibly facing redundancy. Paul, you were one of the launch presenters on the launch night back in, goodness me, the early 2000s. I think it was the 17th of April 2002, was it? Something like that when it launched? I think it was 2000. Well, well, I started um, setting it up when there were only about four of us uh, in the headquarters in Peterborough. And there were literally four of us in the building. It was muddy. It was everything else. But yeah, it was a long time ago, 2000. It was a great feeling of everybody there. And I'm so sorry for all the people who worked there because they really, I've been back about a couple of years ago and did some tuition of, of presenters and just sort of giving them an odd nudge in the right direction, hopefully. But there was such enthusiasm from everybody there. It was a great place for young people starting who wanted to get into the business. And it provided that training that, that people need. And of course, the channel was quite different to most other shopping channels in the fact that it broadcasted from outside of London. It was in Peterborough. And Peterborough yeah. is not really the home of, of television, is it? No, absolutely. I mean, that's another great thing, that it wasn't just London-based because everything everything in the media at that time seemed to be London-centric and everybody talked about going to London. You've got to go to London to make your fortune and all that sort of business. And it was just so fantastic to work with people from the area because an awful lot of the people who worked at Ideal um, lived in and around Peterborough and the surrounding countryside. So you met a different sort of person, not the sort of media savvy people that were in London, but just normal people, which was great. And obviously one of the other unique things about the channel is I think it was the third shopping channel to launch. Obviously it was QVC, first of all. You obviously presented on QVC. There was also Shop and then it was Ideal World, wasn't it? Yeah, and and really it came about because a producer uh, called Mark Thatcher and myself and we had conversations because we were just getting a bit, we felt we were a bit bound in QVC because QVC... When it started out, it was a great channel to work for. I loved QVC. I can't deny my my love of QVC. It was a great place. and got a great training there um, myself because I'd never done it. The first time I'd ever done four hours live on air with no script, no auto cue, uh, nothing except yourself and a camera uh, was, was on QVC. But it was American-owned and God bless America, but it got very hidebound with rules and regulations. I'll tell you a little story about when I first joined QVC, uh, I had to sell some toys. And being a father of five, 
I'm, I'm used to playing with toys with kids, you know, and, I, and, and you know, when you've got a, a soft toy, you make it jump uh, so that the kids love it. They think, oh, fantastic. I started doing that on QVC once, and I had an American voice in my ear that said, Paul, that's disrespectful to the product. And I thought, really? It's a toy. You play with toys. And, and just that feeling crept into a lot more that it was just becoming very regulated and stiff. And so Mark Thatcher and myself, we were, we were really thinking about how you could make it more fun and friendly. And that's when Mark, who was, who was brilliant in terms of, of talking to people and, and arranging things and getting money and, and all that sort of business, he started to talk to, to Paul Wright, who came on QVC with the Dream Wizard pillow. And Paul had, had sold millions of these Dream Wizard pillows, which was a wonderful idea, which was a, a pillow with an inner pocket that you could expand or contract to just fit your head properly so that at night you could get a, a great night's sleep. You see, you can't take the, the shopping television out of the guy, can you? I'm still <laughs> trying to sell it now. But uh, So he made an awful lot of money from that. And there was a sort of, I hate to use the word symbiotic relationship, but there was. There was a sort of symbiotic relationship that you thought, yeah, here's a guy who's got products. He's, you know, he's he knows what shopping television is about. And it started to work. And we, four of us, I was head of presentation. So I chose the presenters who, who came to, to Ideal World. And we had auditions and... Um, I chose the team and we had a great presenting team, most of whom are still in the business and still working, which was great. And we started this new channel with the idea that it was going to be different. It was, uh, you know, friends, family and fun. And and that's what it, it tried to be. It's a great shame that it that it closed down. But of course, you weren't just involved in, in Ideal World. You were one of the early presenters on what was Cambridge Red TV back in the day when it was based in the Cottenham Studios. What are your memories of, of, of that channel? Because I remember growing up watching it on Channel 8 on, on Cambridge Cable. It, it must have been interesting because it looked like back in the day you were kind of self-opping yourself and having to oh, yeah. cross, cross the guests. Just tell us a bit about that. I love that. I love that bit. Well, I, my background, you see, I, I had been an actor. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm now an actor again, but I, I was an actor, but I was always interested in video and uh, the engineering of video as well. I was a video engineer uh, for, for different people. And I became involved in cable television probably about oh, 10 years, 20 years before uh, Cambridge Red in a station in Medway, the Medway Towns. That it was when the pilots started to be for cable television, which were, I think, there was uh, Swindon, there was Hull, and Medway was an offshoot, believe it or not, of the Med uh, of Swindon at the time, in terms of being run by a, a company called Radio Rentals. And they had a little cable outfit, and I decided grandly that I was going to start up a local cable television station in Chatham in Kent. And uh, we did. We did that. I did it by... by piggybacking onto a, a youth training scheme. So I got ready, willing workers who, who loved doing what, what I was doing as well. And we set up a, a local television station. We did local pop groups. We did 
a What's On Where show. And it was very well received. And it had always been my belief that cable television was the sort of future of television because it allowed people to be local. Of course, it's been superseded now by the internet and and had the fact that you can make a television show and, and go on to on the internet. But I was passionate about cable at that time. And, and so when I was in the sort of Anglia region, uh, Cambridge Red came to be the... Uh, Mike came... Mike, I'm trying to think of his... Desperately thinking of his second name. Um, but came to me with the idea of Cambridge Red, and I thought, well, this sounds great. Sounds just what I, I love. Local television. Because I always think that, that local events and local happenings are so much more interesting than the big national. You know, we get stuck uh, on the news, television news, radio news, and it's always about, about five different headings, and that's about it. Whereas in a, in a local situation, there's so many things. There's, you know, the cracks in the road, there's the potholes, the, the, the fact that they blocked off a road down the, you know, near the the booking office or the betting office or whatever. There's lots and lots of, of stories that, that are local, but they never reach it to the main screen. So that's why I hoped that, that cable television would, would become a local event. And I think Cambridge Red was just a brilliant. One of the best things about Cambridge Red for me was the fact that they had a sort of genius boffin who, who made this self-op desk. Now, for people at home, you know, you've seen the televisions where they explore the back of the, the electronics and everything. There's huge desks that switch the pictures and go to the commercials and go to another camera and everything. And they're normally operated by, you know, a director, a vision mixer and all those people. Well, in Cambridge Red, that desk was a lot smaller. It was about like a, a kitchen table. And the presenter operated it. And so it was amazing. You switched to, you pressed a button and you went to the commercials and you pressed a button and you, your camera focused on the guest and you pressed another button and you went to the camera that focused on you. And it was, I suppose it's because I'm a, a sort of control freak. I just love the idea of this. And, and it worked and it was brilliant. And I don't think there was anything like it at the time. Now, of course, because it's all digital, we still weren't digital back then. Uh, now, because we're digital, it's easier to do that sort of thing. And you can buy something very similar to the desk we had for a couple of hundred quid. But in those days, it was revolutionary and amazing. It was, I can't tell you how mind-blowing it was. It was like stepping into a time machine. On screen, it always looked very, very... Um, I, I, I mean, I've, I'm sitting in front of a radio desk here and it's very difficult difficult to kind of <laughs> get all the buttons and things right. Unfortunately, um, Paul, I'm going to have to stop you there because uh, we're running out of time and uh, we've got the well, news Matt, coming up. Uh, that's all right. Paul Avis, thank you very much for joining me on Cambridge 105 Radio on Saturday Breakfast. Thank you very much. Thank you. Cambridge 105 Radio